Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. And today we are going to talk about life as a foreigner. Now, I've been a foreigner almost all my life. I'm a Korean by race, but I grew up in the Philippines and I've lived there in a, for about approximately 20 years. Or actually more. I'm not really sure, but it should be around that time. So I basically lived there all my life. And, and we came to the Philippines in 1994. We arrived in Cebu because my parents are actually medical missionaries, meaning my dad is a doctor, my mom's a pharmacist, and they work together to spread Christianity and to help give free aid to the less fortunate people. And so I had a lot of difficulties, especially when I was young. Um, let's go through some of the struggles that we all go through as a foreigner. For me in particular, um, I had to deal with being different, right? So in 1994 in Cebu, there weren't a lot of Koreans. And unlike right now where K-pop is big, K-drama is big, Korean culture is kind of like big in the world. And it's kind of like a trend. Back in the day, people didn't even know where Korea was. They thought it was like some, you know, some like small country, which is true. We are a small country. It's some small country and we used to live in like huts, you know, like, um, and I had to really explain to my classmates that, no, we're actually a first world country. You know, we have a lot of good technology and things like that. But, you know, it didn't really go through because nothing from Korea really came to the Philippines. I mean, it wasn't anything big like they are now. So the first thing that was hard for me was obviously racism. And I think a lot of foreigners go through this. It's um, dealing with classmates who didn't know where Korea was. And I was teased a lot for having so-called chinky eyes. Um, so I went to international school where there were a lot of like um, half Filipino, half uh, Spanish, half American there wasn't, I, we probably had like two other Koreans in the entire school and that's, that was it. So I looked different and I had relatively smaller eyes compared to my classmates. So they would like tease me and say like, oh, you have small eyes. Can you see, can you still see us? And things like that. It was just it was just hard because I never thought I was pretty and I was never the pretty girl because I didn't have big eyes, right? So having this Korean feature was a target for me and it was a subject to get teased. Also, I think a lot of foreigners would agree to this. Like I was made fun of my food. So uh, my mom used to pack lunch for me and I would bring a lunchbox to school. And classmates would tease me of how it smelled and how it looked like. And I was very ashamed about it. I was very, I mean, if I think about it now as an adult, I wouldn't be ashamed of what my mom made for me. I would be proud, right? But I was young and I was ashamed and I was teased a lot because they say like, oh, you smell like kimchi or you stink or... You know, just things that were not really nice to say to a kid. So I was made fun about the food I ate and people would tease me that I smell like it too. And it wasn't great, 
right? Also, when I first arrived at 1994, I obviously didn't know English. <laughs> so not knowing the language and having that language barrier, it was really hard because I couldn't communicate with anyone, not my teacher, not my classmates. Obviously, it's very hard to make friends because you don't speak their language. You, don't, you can't talk to them. But it was good that I was still very young. I was in kindergarten. So I kind of just like, used my actions and it wasn't as bad as I would imagine someone who is already an adult having to go through that language barrier. But even then, I was um, classified as an ESL student, meaning English second language student. So I had to take um, additional classes to learn English compared to like my other classmates who already knew English. So racism, I think, is one of the biggest things that a foreigner would go through. And right now that I'm living in Sydney, <laughs> I, I see it happening a lot more just because in the Philippines, I was an Asian in an Asian country. So relatively, it wasn't as bad. I mean, I would get some, like, if I walk on the street when I wasn't in, in showbiz yet and just in high school or in the mall uh people would say like ching chang chong chang like making fun of me um with those remarks but here it's a lot different because it's not an asian country anymore and there are a lot more caucasians and other races here and especially because of the covid I really felt the racism because they were scared of Asians. They were scared of anyone who looked Chinese. And I'm Korean. I could look like a Chinese to maybe a Caucasian or a white person's eyes. And we were targeted because they thought that we were a virus. <laughs> we were the virus. So I remember my workmate from here, from Sydney, who's also Korean, he would hide in the train because he didn't want to get seen by people and being the target to spreading the virus. And it was hard <laughs> for me because I didn't really experience that kind of racism where people, you know, it, I don't know how to explain it, but it was really different. So one incident that I went through is I was walking with my husband. Um, there was a stoplight, so we had to stop. And there was a guy on a bike and he looked at us like with disgust. And I was like, okay, what's what did we do? Like, I don't understand why he's looking at us like that. I just felt a little bit uncomfortable. But since he wasn't doing anything, I was just like, okay, just ignore him. So we, when the lights turned green and we walked, he actually spat. Yeah, he spat towards us. And my husband, I wanted to look back, but my husband was like, just don't react. Just, just walk, just keep walking. And so that was like my first big encounter with racism here in Sydney. I'm, I'm sure not everyone is like that. Obviously, I have met so many great people here. But that one person's 
action really made me feel inferior about my race. And that was really the first time that I felt super inferior. Like in the Philippines and somewhere else, like I didn't feel, I, I was never made to feel like that. But when someone just spits at you because like of your race and how you look, right? This just triggered something. And I think after that, I was, my actions and how I reacted with people was very careful. And I would always like watch like pe what people are doing. Like, are they going to do something to me? Like I was always like anxious, right? So that's one of the things that was really hard for me as a foreigner. Also, like another thing that is really hard as a foreigner, especially for me because I grew up in another country since I was young, is not knowing what exactly my culture is. So if you're like me and you grew up in a different country at a very young age and you had to deal with your parents trying to input a certain culture in you and then you go out and your friends, your school, and everything else around you is a totally different culture. You're just confused as a child, especially because you're trying to figure out who you are. And at that moment, you're, you don't know like, okay, am I a Korean? Am I a Filipino? I don't belong anywhere. And you have this sense of like, like you want to belong somewhere, but you feel like you don't. And that was something I really struggled with. And I called this like a third culture kid problem, meaning like you're not you're in between two cultures and you feel like you're a third, like a totally different out of the two. So you're not really a mixture, but you're like kind of like an in between. So it was confusing and I just wanted to fit in somewhere as a child and I didn't feel like I fit in anywhere. So that was another thing, especially to those who had to grow up in another country when they were young. I think you can relate to this a lot. Um, just my takeaway from this is that right now, I embrace the two cultures because I feel like I'm very unique and I can be relatable to a lot more people because I am Korean. I am also, I believe I am kind of Filipino on the inside and I mix these two cultures and it's just totally something unique and me and I like it and I embrace it I can go to a Filipino restaurant and explain all the dishes to my friends I can go to a Korean restaurant and explain all the dishes to my friends so I have a wider set of views and I feel like that is really something awesome so I try to embrace it right now um so a lot another hardship of being a foreigner is that right now I am struggling with this. Since I used to live with my family in the Philippines, I didn't really realize that until now that I don't have anyone. So meaning I don't have family here. I don't have friends here in Sydney. I only have my husband. So living in a foreign country without family or friends, obviously, one, you miss them a lot. And you feel lonely because you feel like 
you don't have anyone to talk to and no one's going to really listen to you and just feel so alone. Another one is like someone cooking a meal for me because if you have your family with you, your parents, your mom, whoever, right? They, you know, not maybe all the time, but once in a while they cook you a meal and it feels like home and feels cozy inside and it's, it's nice to have someone cook a meal for you. So that's something I also miss, especially because I love Korean food and I would die to have my mom or my grandma cook me a meal and I miss it a lot. And it's different from, you know, going to a Korean restaurant. Yeah, it feels different. So another one is that feeling when you come home from work, but no one is there to greet you. You're just like, okay, I'm home, but... Yeah, no one's like, oh, how was work or how was your day? You don't really have someone to say that to you. I don't feel that particularly right now because I live with my husband. But I felt this when I used to live in the Philippines and I would just come home to an empty house where the lights are all off and you're just like, oh, I wish someone was here to greet me. And that's probably what I got, why I got a dog. But we'll talk about that in another podcast, right? Another thing is, especially during like Christmas or New Year's when people celebrate with your fam with their family, I felt super alone. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I don't have any friends or family. I mean, I don't have any family, not friends. I don't have any family to celebrate Christmas or New Year's with where as everyone else is spending it with their family. So I can't just like try to go in to their home where I would assume that they would want to be with their family or I don't know. It's just those uh, times when it's like a celebration time with your family, I just felt a little bit left out. So that would be another hardship of being a foreigner. But something that I learned to do is that It's nice to also find a new family to kind of adopt you. What do I mean by this is you have friends and their families and you just have to be open-minded about befriending your friends' family members as well. And it's not like it's hard because you often hang out in their house or you often come across their family members. And this is very close to me because I have a lot of friends that I'm also close to their moms. Like I hang out with their mom when they're not there sometimes. So finding a new family to adopt you and becoming close, not just to your friends, but their family too, really helps you deal with that feeling of alone and not wanting to spread Christmas alone because they're the ones who are actually going to invite you. They're going to be like, hey, Jinri, why don't you come over for Christmas? Why don't you spend it with us? And they really make you feel like you're an adopted child. So that's something I did to um, fight those feelings of being lonely. So hopefully you can do that as well and find someone, (laughs) uh, some, a new family to hopefully adopt you in. Um, So now that I'm living in Sydney, the hardest thing for me is relationships. So having to build new relationships at this age 
is hard because one, I don't go to school. I don't have a place where I can meet like classmates or have new friends. It's just you have to make an effort to put yourself out there, not like when you were a kid, right? It's a lot. You have more access to making friends. Um, so that was something that was really hard for me, and it still is hard for me. Another thing is, like, in the Philippines, I had this set of jobs, and then I come here to Sydney. I no longer can do that job, so it's like trying to find a new job and new career altogether. Feeling like you're back in high school, trying to look for a career path for yourself. And you're just like back to zero and just lost <laughs> because you've been doing a certain thing and you no, no longer can do it anymore. So that was something that was that is still hard for me. And I think a lot of people would agree just trying to get a job right in the new country, in a new place. Another thing is the different lingo and words. Oh my God. So I actually thought coming to Australia would be fine because, you know, in Australia, we use English, uh, we, they use English and I'm comfortable with English. I consider English my first language. So, uh, no problem. And then I came here and they use words like Arvo and Barbie. And I was like, what? I don't understand. Right. Also, another thing is the accent. The accent is totally different. So in back in the Philippines, we so-called use the American accent. Um, so here, it's like, you know what I mean. The Aussie accent, I don't really understand. And I have to really concentrate or I have to ask them to slow down because sometimes they speak really fast and I don't understand their accent. And they, they, sometimes I feel like they look at me like, are you stupid? Like, why don't you, I just have to be polite and I have to be like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not from here. Uh, I just need you to slow down because I didn't understand your accent. I'm really sorry. And I just apologize. And it's it's just hard because you don't know these little words and what they mean. And sometimes you feel kind of stupid because you're an adult and you feel like, oh, okay, I should be, I should know this word, but I don't. But it's all right. I guess like a lot of people are, are very understanding. You just have to be vocal and explain that you're not from here, which they would know because of your accent straight off. <laughs> so yeah, the lingo and words and just feeling out of place. And another thing is like the change of weather, especially because I'm from a tropical country. I'm from the Philippines and here we do kind of have four seasons. So you know, I had to <laughs> buy new stuff for when it gets colder. And that's just not a big problem. But just to talk about the changes that I had to make, that's another thing. For me, because I do jiu-jitsu, I needed to find a new jiu-jitsu gym. And that was another struggle for me. But let's talk about that when I talk about jiu-jitsu in another podcast, because it could be 
quite long. <laughs> but let's just say that I had a hard time because I was already comfortable with my teammates back in the Philippines and how they do things and how my coach teaches. And then I had to adopt to a new set of teammates and a coach and how the culture is in the gym. So that was another thing that was a struggle for me. And I would imagine if you also have a certain hobby that you do and then you wanted to continue it in another country, it would be a little bit different and you would have to adopt to the changes that they and how they run things and how they do things. So for me, I have a hard time with relationships and I found out that having a hobby is a good place to start. So as an adult, it's really, like I said, it's hard to meet people. But by using your hobby, you can meet those people because they're all interested in something that you're interested in. For me in particular, it was jiu-jitsu, but it could be anything for you. It could be maybe um, a book club or maybe you guys like lifting. So lifting or um, you are into almond milk i don't know <laughs> there's a lot of different groups on facebook and in your area so you can easily just type in what you're interested in like maybe you like tigers i don't know so you could just type that in and then it will like say like around australia in australia or in sydney and you can, that's a really good way to make friends, I think, because you're all interested in one thing and that could be a conversation starter. Whereas just trying to go out there and make friends is weird because you don't know what they like or what they don't like. Whereas here, you're already starting off with knowing what they like. So easy to start a conversation. So those were the things that I struggled with personally. But now I kind of want to read some... Because I did uh, message people on Instagram or actually IG story and I asked people what they're struggling with as a foreigner, I just wanted to share it because I think that I think maybe I could have missed something and I could see a different perspective in in other people through other people. So I would share it, but I'm not going to share their names i'm just gonna read out what they sent to me so let's start with this one it says hi jenry i just wanted to share my struggle when i moved to the u.s in 2009 transportation was definitely a struggle for me there were there are no jeepneys here and no tricycle and definitely no uber and lyft back then so getting around from point A to point B was a challenge and it's so time consuming because you have to wait for the bus and you have to catch the bus on time. Otherwise, you could be waiting for the next bus that comes after 20 minutes to sometimes an hour. So yeah, so that's interesting because I didn't have to deal with this kind of problem because I already came to Sydney in um well, just last year or last last year, something like that. And transportation was available for me easy. Just take the train or the bus. But I guess in the U.S. it's a lot harder, especially if you live in the West Coast or other places not like where it's transportation is very accessible. 
I know that it's hard and it's quite expensive. So that's something interesting. Transportation could also be a struggle for a lot of people.